bless you. Welcome to Church on the Hill. We're so glad you're here this morning. Um, I'm going to just, I don't know what I'm going to do. I got the, I got the, I feel like I got the Lord really um, ministering to me this morning. Um, one thing that Nancy said to me, said to, to you, the congregation, probably wasn't her point. Her point was choose life. But when she mentioned, and we've heard her testimony here before, when she mentioned that she has had two abortions in her life and that she's placed two children in heaven. Um, you know, but, but then she said, but God. I don't know that you put those two together, but she said, but God. You know, what happened was she brought her life to the cross. That's where that ended. That, that's where that sin ended, was at the cross. And, and, you know, we sang Jesus paid it all, that he's taken that crimson stain. Have you ever gotten a stain in your clothes that could never come out? It's that stain that will never come out. Never. There is not hot shot, whatever you want to call it, that you see on at Dollar General or whatever. It will not get it out. I don't care if you use a Shamu or whatever you try to use. I'm probably using all the wrong terms, but I'm trying. You can, you can spend all the money in the world, but you won't get that stain out. And that's the stain that sin leaves. It will not come out. And I can just, I don't want to say I feel a heaviness, but I feel um, an urgency to let you know that that sin can be cleaned up right now. Right now. Something as big as abortion. Something as big as homosexuality. Something as big as adultery. Something as big as murder. Now, I, I may not have named named a, as big as I could go. I could keep on going bigger. But Jesus Christ died for you as a sinner, knowing you carried that sin. Any of the ones that I mentioned, and you continue to mention them, Jesus died for you. He died for you knowing that you were going to do this in your life. He loved you while you were still a sinner. He wasn't waiting to love you after you received him. Nope, he paid the full price for Nancy before she ever did those things. He paid the full price for my life before I ever did the things that I've done in my life. But I want you to know I don't have to walk around in guilt of my sin anymore. And do you know, I used to have fear in my life that when we had children that we would have issues with our children because of some of the things that I'd done in my past. And I lived in fear. But I learned to plead the blood of Jesus. I learned to release that fear. I learned to release my sin and to allow the Lord to forgive me and allow myself to forgive myself. And do you know what? God redeemed it. Even though I deserved it, he didn't give me what I deserved. And, you know, I just, I, we were taking communion, communion this morning, and I'd just like us to take it now. And 
Ushers, I know I'm kind of catching y'all off guard, but can y'all come on up? And let's take this now, and I want to give you a chance. I believe the Lord is saying to you today, today, right now is your chance to get free of your sin. To get free of the fear that you have over that sin. To get free of the belief that you will never be any good because of your sin. To be free of the belief to know that this, this cloud is not going to follow you any longer. We walk in here and we think everybody knows what we've done. Can I encourage you? Everybody's thinking about what they've done, not what you've done. We uh, listened to Joe McGee about friendship to courtship, talking about teenagers and how they walk in a room thinking everybody's looking at you and thinking, what, what are they thinking about me when you walk in? But the reality is everyone's thinking that everyone's thinking that about them. And no one is. They're all thinking about themselves. But church, I believe repentance is one of the most powerful things in this, in this earth. You guys go ahead. It's the willingness to say, number one, I'm wrong. And number two, I need help. Thank you. It's the willingness to say I've missed it. And it's humbling yourself to say, I need help. I don't want to walk around with this sin any longer. I want free. If y'all don't mind, as y'all get the elements, I just want to ask you, and I want you to ask yourself this question. Am I free? When I wake up in the morning, am I walking around free or am I walking around in fear? Am I free of my past? Have I genuinely come to you, Lord, and asked you specifically to forgive me of my sins? It says, if you will confess your sins to one another. He is faithful and just to forgive you of those sins and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. I want you to know that the opportunity for you to walk out today clean is here. And it's only by the blood of Jesus. I want to encourage you as your pastor to take this very seriously. Whatever fleeting thought that you've had this week, whatever desires you've had this week, whatever images you've allowed yourself to look at, whatever words you've allowed yourself to say, give it to the Lord. Whatever things that you've done in your past, give it to the Lord. And I want you to start believing for complete redemption. Maybe you're still battling some physical things because of some things you've done in the past. I want you to know God is a God who can make you whole. It's time for real freedom. Gentlemen, while y'all are up here, I'm just going to let y'all stay with me. We're going to do this together.
I don't know if y'all ever do this, but I'm going to ask y'all to do what, do what I do. You don't have to. If you got your little piece of bread and your juice. It says, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Now, if y'all would, with your little piece of bread, I want you to break it. Do you feel that? It's the image of the broken body of Christ right here in your hand. Lord Jesus, we remember what was done to your body. We remember how you were spit on and punched and beaten and whipped. We thank you for the broken body of Christ this morning. We thank you for the provision that you've given to us through the broken body of of Christ. Father, we thank you for sending your son Jesus and giving the ultimate sacrifice and how I can't imagine how you watched that happen. We remember you this morning and we remember the broken body. We thank you that the body, Lord, is the word, the bread of life. We thank you for the word of God that we have today to stand on. That I don't have to stand on man's word. I stand on God's word, which will not be shaken. We thank you this morning. We take, we renew that covenant with you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's eat the bread. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Jesus, we thank you for the shed blood the perfect blood that flowed from the cross. Lord, we thank you for the redeeming blood. We thank you for the cleansing blood. Right now, where you sit, that sin that's not ever been able to be cleaned up is being cleaned up right now. And it's time for you to release it. Just with every head bowed and every eye closed, just say, to yourself or out loud to say I repent of my sin and I give it to you Lord forgive me this day Lord we choose to turn from that sin and not walk in it anymore repentance is not just being sorry it's turning I thank you Lord that by the blood of Jesus we're forgiven And we're cleansed. And I thank you that it's by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony that we overcome Satan. Well, some overcoming is happening this morning as we renew our covenant with you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Everybody shout hallelujah. Oh, that was bad. That wasn't good. Everybody shout hallelujah. Amen. Somebody get free this morning. Amen, Miss Nancy. I'm free. I am free. Amen. Thank you all. All right, now we can preach. We get free from our sin. How many is ready to receive? I don't have much time, but that's all right. That's all right. James chapter 2, James chapter 1. James chapter 1, get your Bibles out. Let's, let's dive right back into this. 
I wanted to review, but I don't think I'm going to. Hopefully y'all were here last week. James chapter 1. Everybody remember what we're dealing with? Count it all joy. Count it all joy when you face various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not, man, not, not that man suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Remember, we're looking for patience, the testing of our faith. It's not, it's not the test that produces faith. It's the testing of our faith. It's not the test that produces patience. It's the testing of our faith that produces patience. Now, I want to encourage you. As we've just come clean by the blood of the Lamb, by the uh, broken body of Christ, you've got to now start to fill your heart up with the Word. This isn't enough. You can't make it eating one time a week. you got to eat every day. You need the Word in you to go and face. Believe me, you're going to face trials this week. <clears throat> Are you going to face them with the Word or not? If you don't have the word, your testing of your faith is not going to produce patience because you have no faith because you don't have the word. When do I know that I got enough word? You don't. You keep filling up with the word every day. When do you stop eating? Whenever you stop eating, you can stop taking the word. Now, don't take that. I don't believe that. Don't stop taking the word. But if you can ever not eat, you got to eat. You got to eat. You got to get in the word. Church, get in the word. Who needs breakthrough? <coughs> <clears throat> Who needs breakthrough? Get in the Word. It'll change your life. All right. So, knowing that the testing of our faith produces patience. So, I change my attitude. If any of you lacks wisdom, what do we do? Now, this is a fast review. You ask. Do you remember? You ask God for wisdom. Again, it is a position of humility to ask. How many of you know how humble it is for a man to pull over on the side of the road and ask for directions? So much so that we usually let our wives go in. Amen. Amen. <laughs> now we got GPSs and we can basically not learn how to get anywhere anymore. Have you all noticed a GPS allows you to not learn anything anymore? You just, you just, yeah. <laughs> You're just a, you're just obeying every command. I, I, um, I'm gonna. I hope I don't embarrass my, my daughter too much, but she's 15 and got her driver's permit, and I'm having to teach her not to just obey my every command. Now that sounds kind of strange as a dad, but when I say turn right, don't just jam on the gas and turn right. She's got to look and make some decisions. But there, early on, you know, if the lady on the on the GPS says turn right. If y'all ever watched The Office and, and the, 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 the GPS lady told Michael Scott to turn right and he turned into a pond. There's the pond. They're saying, don't pond. No, she said to turn. She said to turn. It goes right off into the pond. Do you know that that's how you're living if you don't have the word in you? You're making decisions not based on the word of God and you're going to drive right off the cliff and think it was the right way and have the world tell you that's the right way. No, it really is. Go ahead. Good luck. That's why we need the Word. 
The Word is our GPS to get us where we're supposed to go. We have a destination. The only way there is by God. There's no other way there but by God. So, we've got to ask for help. Ask God. For what? For wisdom. You remember what wisdom is. I gave you all these definitions. It reveals what to do. It's insight into truth. We ask God for knowledge, the ability to discern, ask for insight and good sense and judgment. But the key is we have to ask. We have to ask. Everybody say ask. How do we ask? What scripture is that? It's verse 6. What am I on? That's 5. How do we ask? How how do you take that in faith? How do you ask in faith? What is faith? It's our substance of things unseen. It's the substance. Where does faith come from? What is that substance? It's hearing, but it's the word. The substance is the word. So how can we ask in faith if we don't have the word? So before you ask, you need faith. When you get the word, then ask. But the problem is we've got to ask in faith. What I believe what that means is you've got to know how to ask. Do you know God has a way for you to ask? Ask his way. When we ask his way, he will answer every time. When you ask your way, you will not get an answer. Ask in faith. From the knowledge of the word of God and from God's character. Ask according to God's word. Without God's word, you can't ask correctly. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of catching myself. I can't, I can't hardly figure out. Uh, we need breakthrough in getting the word of God into us. The church comes in here, we have a great time, we sing great songs, we have a good time, we have an experience, but then we go home and we don't fill ourselves with the Word. How do we get breakthrough into the Word? How does God so impact you that you go home and you start to read? And you start to drink and you start to eat in the Word of God. It's Super Bowl Sunday. You know, we do all this planning for a football game. You go to Walmart yesterday, and people are planning. People are buying guacamole dip. And and not artichokes, what are they? Avocados. You plan. But do you realize... Elizabeth and I are making some... some, uh, kind of um, future decisions in our life, whether it's our finances or our kids or our marriage. And without the Word of God, we can't make effective decisions. Now, we're both educated. We both have college degrees. We both have experience. We know we've been raising our kids. We've been in business. We've got experience. But I will tell you, all that is for naught without the Word of God. We've got to have the Word of God in these decisions that we're making, or we're going to make the wrong ones, because we've made the wrong ones. Based on what we think, 
How do we break through to the other side? I don't have the answer. I'm sorry. How do we get the church? How do we get the church of Jesus Christ to get their life in the Word? Do you know that when we're in the Word, it protects you from sin? It protects you from where you are. It protects you from where you're going to go. Let him ask in faith. We've got to ask in faith. Your asking needs, you, you need to be in the word before you ask. And the, there's only one restriction to asking for wisdom. Don't doubt. Without doubting or lack of faith. It's the only restriction placed on receiving wisdom. Doubting is not trusting in God's word. Now, we've been talking about asking, and this is where I am. I've got, I've got no time, but that's okay. I've already, we've already taken communion. We've already, taken, we've already uh, taken up the love offering. We've got everything out of the way, so all I can do is preach now. And I'm going to preach all the way up till 930, and then we're going to dismiss. But there's a connection between asking and receiving. Zechariah chapter 10 verse 1. I'm going to just I'm not, I'm going to hit you with a bunch of scripture right here real quick. So get ready. I, well, you're about to get a lot of the word. Ask the Lord for rain in the time of the latter rain. The Lord will make flashing clouds. He will give them showers of rain, grass in the field for everyone. That's a good scripture. That's a good scripture for those that are in need, need provision, need your crops to come up. You need rain. You know what? Your crops, your investments, your, your life, your job needs rain. Rain brings growth. Matthew chapter 7 says, ask it and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks find. And to him who knocks it will be opened. Verse 9, but, but what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If then, you know, if then, being evil, you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? In Luke, it says, give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. Matthew 21, verse 22 says, and whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will receive. What's the key to that verse? believing there's no other way to believe without faith faith is the evidence faith is the substance faith is the evidence of the things unseen the substance of the things hoped for it's the substance and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god when we ask in prayer we've got to believe then you will receive john 14 verse 13 says, and whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. What's the key to this one? In my name. If you ask, you got to ask. But he's telling you how to ask. Isn't he? In my name. Verse five, 1 John verse 5. 1 John 5 verse 14. Now this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything... According to his will, he hears us. And if we know, you know what that is? Believing, believing that he hears us, whatever we ask, according to his will, we know, believe, faith, 
that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. I had a situation one time when Elizabeth and I were just going into worship ministry and you know, it was, it was one of the worst financial times that she and I had ever experienced. Um, I'm sure some have experienced worse, others haven't experienced, you know, we've all had different experiences, but we were looking at having to sell our house, we were, we were just looking at some pretty major, major things in our life, and we were about to go into ministry and wanted to take a week off, leaving one job, going to the next job, and we couldn't take a vacation, we just couldn't afford it. Didn't know what we were going to do, but we had a friend that had a, had, a, had a condo in Florida, and Elizabeth says, what about your friend? And I said, you know what, I'm not going to call him and ask him for it. I just feel too guilty. He's, he's been so good to us, I'm not going to ask. But I'm going to start praying that he'll call me. And he never calls me, never. And Elizabeth and I both agreed it's probably not going to happen, but I'm going to start praying that he'll call me. And sure enough, he called me. He just said, hey, how's it going there? Everything's fine. Now, the provision hadn't been made for yet. Now I've got to ask. Now, God's already opened the door. But now I've got to walk through. Now I've got to humble myself and ask. So I asked. He said, sure. I got a car down there too. What do you need? It's all yours for two weeks. For nothing. Zero. Now, I want you to know I prayed. I believed. I, I can tell you my faith wavered, though. How many of you know sometimes we're just, we, just, we just waver? But I hung in there, and I kept praying. I kept praying according to God's word that he wanted to supply me from his riches in glory. His riches and glory are so much better than anything anybody here on this earth could ever do. But Lord, we're hurting and we need you. I want some time off to be able to spend with you and with my family before we jump off into this new endeavor. And God said, okay. Now you've got to ask. God says, I've done this all for you, but you've got to ask. I want you to ask. And if you will ask, I will give. My kids started praying a couple years after that for a trip to Disney. We, had, we still had nothing. And you know what? When they started praying, I'm like looking at Elizabeth like, there's no way. Just to get in the, get it, the tickets are crazy. Then the hotel rooms. But then provision came. We went for free. We got into the park. We got a hotel room. We got it all for free. Now you tell me. Now those are two small things. I'm not talking about the, the tumor that Elizabeth had in her throat. I'm not talking about the big things. I'm talking about some small things. You got to be in the Word. Now what happened to me that, that first year when I started praying for that vacation is when I started the one-year Bible. Now God is not a slot machine. God's a lot better than a slot machine. I didn't know the blessings that were going to come because of the word. But the word got in me. My faith built and it positioned me to believe God for breakthrough. Now, you've got to ask. But asking isn't enough. You've got to believe. You've got to put the word in you and then ask according to his word. 
Mark eleven twenty four. Mark eleven twenty four says, Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So what's the key? What's the key? All provision is there for us. What unlocks the door? Asking and believing. Not just asking, but asking according to God's will or asking in faith. You've got to ask. You've got to be willing that when someone offers a a prayer line for you to come up and ask. And you know what? That's humiliating. I know how it is. I've been in them. I've been on both sides of them. I know how it is to sit out there and say I've been a failure as a husband. But can I tell you, I know that God hears that cry and is ready to restore But I've got to learn to ask according to his word. My word doesn't work. His word. His word. Did you read? I can ask in his name. As though Jesus Christ is asking himself. Now does that give anybody confidence that you'll get what you're asking for? You will get it if you start asking according to God's word. Why? Because you'll ask for the right thing. He desires to give you, it's his desire to give you the desires of your heart. I think that's twofold. I think he wants to give you what you want, but I think he wants to give you those desires too. He, He wants to give you the desire to desire his will and start asking for that. And he'll give. What do we ask for? All we've focused this morning on is asking. But let's get back to the scripture and I'll close with this. Wisdom. Wisdom. Let me tell you, the right answer will get you a lot farther. The right answer will get you where you need to go. Do you remember, as we started to look in James chapter 5, I believe, that, or James chapter 3, the power of the tongue. When you start getting wisdom and you start speaking according to God's word, it's like the rudder in that ship. You're going to start going in the right direction, regardless of the way the wind's blowing. The wind may be trying to blow you off course, but when you start speaking God's word, you will go the right direction. Amen? Amen. Let's stand up. Father, I thank you this morning. I thank you this morning, Lord, for for the testimony. I thank you this morning for uh, the hope of seeing our city being impacted by um, uh, Cookville Pregnancy Clinic. Lord, the lives that are being changed. And Lord, these these are people that are lost, don't know Jesus. There are also people that know Jesus that are considering abortion. Lord, we as Christians walk every day and have the choice to walk righteously or to walk in sin. Lord, I just ask right now for a, for a uh, great grace and great mercy over us to get in the Word. Lord, that your Word would protect us of sin. That your Word would protect us of stepping off into that wrong direction, driving into a pond. 
but your word tells us that you would lead us and guide us into all truth. This morning, you may not have ever made that first decision to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Would you do that today? You may be here today and say, Pastor, I've received Jesus, but I'm living in sin, and I want to get free. Well, I want to encourage you, step out in just a moment. Let us pray with you. It's time to get free. You may have gotten a bad health report this week. You may be hurting physically. It's time to get free. It says in in, uh, the Word of God that Jesus healed all the sick. He healed all the sick. Step out this morning. Receive the word of God into your heart this morning and believe. And if you step out and we pray with you, we're going to ask according to God's word. And we're going to believe. It's time to see breakthrough. Those that are ministering with me, will you all come on down here with me? And let's just take just a moment. If you need prayer, we're here for you. Step out this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.